take your Bibles this evening to Deuteronomy chapter 32. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 32, right there at the beginning of your Bible. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, uh, Deuteronomy, or Numbers, Deuteronomy. Um, and I want you to look in the 32nd chapter tonight, Deuteronomy chapter number 32. And uh, I want to uh, I want to start a new thought tonight. Um, out of the book of Deuteronomy and uh, plan on finishing this one. There's many of them that get started that don't get finished. I apologize. If you want to know the rest, come hem me up after some service. I'd be happy to tell you. Uh, lots of my sermons take flight uh, and, and, and run out of energy before, before I uh, finish the whole series. I apologize for that. Um, and, of course, some of y'all had no idea that they never got finished. Uh, but some of you know. <laughs> and, uh, but I want you to be in Deuteronomy tonight. And uh, we'll finish up next Sunday, Lord willing, our thought out of the book of Isaiah uh, on the vision of Isaiah. Tonight, I want to preach on some things worth considering or some things that you ought to consider. Uh, let's stand a moment. You've been seated a little while. Deuteronomy chapter 32, we'll read about eight verses tonight. Uh, verse number one, Give ear, O ye heavens, and I will speak. This is, by the way, uh, the song of Moses. Moses preaches a sermon to Israel in Deuteronomy 31. Moses composes and gives a song to Israel in Deuteronomy 32, and then just a couple of chapters later, uh, Deuteronomy comes to an end, and in that, Moses' life comes to an end. Joshua takes up leadership of Israel, and Israel begins their march towards Canaan. Uh, and this is the end of the life of a man. This is the end of a life uh, of a hero, uh, we would call him, of the faith. Uh, the great Moses. And he gives this song, Deuteronomy 32, Give ear, O ye heavens, and I will speak, and hear, O earth, the words of my mouth. My doctrine shall drop as the rain, my speech shall distill as the dew, as the small rain upon the tender herb, as the showers upon the grass. Because I will publish the name of the Lord Ascribe ye greatness unto our God. He is the rock. Notice that capital R in your King James Bible. That's a title. He is the rock. His work is perfect. For all his ways are judgment. Didn't Moses write a wonderful song? His work is perfect. All his ways are judgment. A God of truth and without iniquity just and right is he. They have corrupted themselves. Their spot is not the spot of his children. They are a perverse and crooked generation. Do ye thus requite the Lord, O foolish people and unwise? Is not he thy father that hath bought thee Hath he not made thee and established thee? Notice verse 7 tonight. Remember the days of old. Consider 
thy years, or consider the years of many generations. Ask thy father, and he will show thee thy elders, and they will tell thee. Let's look at one more verse, verse number 30. I'm sorry, verse number 29. Oh, that they were wise, that they understood this, that they would consider their latter end. I'll read to you again, verse seven. Remember the days of old, consider the years of many generations. Verse number 29. Oh, that they were wise, that they understood this, that they would consider their latter end. Let's pray and you can be seated. Lord, we thank you tonight. God, I pray you'd help us this evening as we uh, endeavor to preach the word of God. Lord, grant us that unction that we need. God, may we consider some things tonight. God, in the next few Wednesday nights, Lord, I pray tonight you'd help us. God, we thank you. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated tonight. Uh, I, I want to emphasize, uh, I, I assume that you know that already as I've given you the title, uh, as I have read twice, verse 7 and verse 29. But I want to emphasize tonight the word consider. Uh, the definition of the word consider is this. It is to view attentively, to view attentively uh, or to give attention to uh, with great detail. Uh, it is to set one's mind uh, or eyes or both uh, to something. Uh, it is to view or to examine carefully. Uh, it means to fix uh, one's mind upon something, to consider, to give, I, I guess you could say it like this, to give uh, the utmost con uh, care our concern as we view a matter. Uh, 66 times or in 66 verses, the word consider is found in the Bible. That's not counting considering or considered or considereth, but the word consider is found in your Bible. Six, in 66 verses, uh, we are told or we hear the word consider. Moses gives this song to the nation of Israel and he says, I want you to consider something. I want to exhort the people of God to pay attention, to give their utmost care to thinking upon this matter. Uh, it is sometimes the word consider uh, found in our Bible. It is used as an exhortation from God or one of his preachers, one of his prophets, uh, to his people, uh, just like we find here uh, in uh, Deuteronomy chapter number 32. Uh, it can also be found in that fashion as we find in uh, the book of Haggai chapter number one where, God, uh, where God's people are exhorted to consider your ways. Uh, it is not just to passively think of, but it is to sit down and contemplate. Sit down and give uh, uh, attention to your ways is I believe what Haggai had on his mind as he tells the nation of Israel, consider your ways. Uh, sometimes the word consider is used by God. 
Uh, sometimes the word consider is used by his preachers. Sometimes, as we find in Psalm 119, the Bible said, uh, uh, in uh, Psalm 119, verse 153, the psalmist writes this and he says, consider mine affliction. He is praying to God and he, he's not asking God just to casually pass by uh, and to think on it if he has time, uh, but he's saying, I want you to uh, give great attention to my affliction. Uh, if you're asking God, if you're in affliction and you're asking God to consider it, uh, you're not using a watered down version of that word, but you want God to give detailed thought to your affliction. You want God to hear you and to see you in your affliction. Uh, those are just a few times out of the 66 verses in the Bible that that word consider uh, is used. Uh, tonight, I want to preach with the Lord's help and next week and the week after that, or, or at least the next two Wednesday nights that I'm here uh, on uh, some things that you and I ought to consider. I, I want to leave you tonight when I'm done preaching with some homework, and here's what it's going to be. I want you to go home, and I want you to sit down, and I want you to think about some things. I want you to consider some things in your life. And not only do I want, to do, want you to do that when you get home tonight, but by the grace of God, I want you to make it a practice in your life to uh, continually, to purposely, to, to uh, uh, often consider some things in your life on a regular basis. Uh, let me give you all three of them that I'm going to preach, and I'll go back and preach the first one tonight. Uh, number one, uh, I believe this evening, and I believe the Bible teaches this, that we ought to consider things behind us. Consider things behind you. Uh, you ought to make a practice of considering things behind you. I believe tonight, and we'll look at this uh, in the next week or two on Wednesday night, and I believe this evening the Bible teaches that we ought to consider things before us. Those would be things that are right here before us. They're, they're, when I say before, I don't mean before you got here, but I mean before your face. They're here in front of you right now, and they ought to have be, uh, the ability to be given much consideration. Uh, you ought to consider who you marry. You ought to consider the job you take. You ought to consider the friends you keep. You ought to consider the church you attend. Uh, you ought to consider things in your life. You ought to consider the amount of debt that you get yourself in. There are things before us that we ought to consider. And then lastly, we'll look at uh, some things worth considering. Consider the things beyond you. Uh, we like to live in the moment and everybody is told, man, live it up right now. But the truth of the matter is, is there's a whole lot of life behind me. And there's a whole lot of life if God's gracious and lets me live beyond me. And I need to consider today, based on yesterday, based on what I know, I need to consider today some things that are beyond me. Because I am going to live tomorrow if God lets me and I'm going to need to live tomorrow uh, 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 with, uh, with the knowledge today that if tomorrow gets here, I better make sure I'm doing today the things that need to be done so that tomorrow I can live 
in the goodness and presence of God without guilt of yesterday. Does that make any sense at all? God's people ought to give consideration to the things that are behind them. God's people ought to give consideration to the things that are before them. And God's people ought to give consideration to the things that are beyond them. And uh, that, that would even go as far as giving consideration to your eternal life because it is coming. Whether you want it to or not, eternity is on its way and, 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 and we all hope that it's a long ways off but it could be tonight, it could be the next breath, it could be tomorrow and so those things beyond you deserve some consideration. Tonight I want to preach this though on considering the things behind you. I was coming down my driveway um, uh, yesterday evening I, or the evening before that I, I had gone for a walk down the driveway and to pray and as I began to pray God began reminding me of things in my life and as I was praying and, and God was reminding me the Spirit of God began to speak to me uh, uh, about things in my life that have passed already. Things that are behind me. I made my way back to the house and sat on the front porch for a little while and took a trip down memory lane and began to remember, began to think upon things that have happened in my life, some good, uh, some bad. Thank God they wasn't all bad, uh, but they wasn't all good. There was some good things, some bad things, but each one of those things were working in my life to bring me to where I am right now. Uh, you may look look back in your past and there may be a lot of good things and you may look back and there may be a lot of bad things but I'm glad to be where I am right now and it took both of those things to get me here. We don't like to think much about the past. Most people don't give much consideration to the past. You've heard the story often uh, that those who fail uh, to learn their history are destined to repeat their history. Uh, and you can look back over uh, the, the mistakes of man. You can look back over the time that man has lived on this earth and you can find documented stories over and over and over again where people did the same thing that someone else did that had come before them. Uh, they fell in the same trap. They made the same decisions. They had the same consequences and they were living within the same uh, uh, problems that others had uh, and maybe that could have been avoided if we would consider the things behind us. There's things that have happened in your life there's things that have happened in the life of others that if you and I would give a little bit of consideration, I mean a little bit of time and maybe even daily, sitting down and considering the things behind us, it might help us live in the things before us. I want to give you about four things that are behind you tonight that you need to consider. And it don't matter how young you are, how old you are, all of these things need consideration. Number one this evening, I, I, I would like to say to you uh, like this, as we talk about considering the things behind you, uh, number one, consider the mistakes behind you. Consider the mistakes that are behind you. Deuteronomy chapter number uh, 32, Moses has given this song to Israel and he said, it's not always been good with you. 
there's been a lot of mistakes and I wish that you would remember. I wish that you would consider. I wish that you would bring that to your mind. The mistakes that you have made in your life. Uh, and if you would do that, if you would make it a pattern of sitting down and considering the mistakes of your life, one thing I know that it would help you do is learn to avoid those same mistakes over and over and over again. Isn't it amazing how we'll repeat the same stuff and act like we've never been there before? Isn't it amazing that we'll say, I should have known that. I, I knew better than that. How did you know better than that? i tell you how you knew better than that because you've been there before or somebody you know has been there before. You've seen that and if you learn, if I'd learn to take a walk down memory lane and consider the mistakes that are behind us, it would help us. It would be a good thing if at the end of the day, and that's where confession comes in, and if you have a prayer life that is continual with the Lord, and I hope that you do, and by continual I mean that you prayed today and you're gonna pray tomorrow and you prayed yesterday and you've developed a walk with God, a relationship with the Lord where you seek his face in prayer, then there's going to be confession because when we sin, fellowship is broken and the remedy for broken fellowship is not getting saved again, but it is confessing our sin and if we confess our sin according to First John John said he is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness and when we confess our sin what we have done is that we have considered the mistakes of our day right there ought not ever be a day that we don't sit down at the end of the day and consider the mistakes we've made. Preacher, I don't want to think on that. Nobody does, but if you don't want to think on that tomorrow, then think on it today so that you don't do that again tomorrow. Anybody hearing me tonight? Consider the things that are behind us. There are mistakes behind um, I, I think we like to live our lives in such a way and we stay so busy and we enjoy uh, being so busy because being busy uh, keeps our mind active. Being busy keeps us going. Being busy uh, from sunup to sundown uh, keeps us uh, from the ability to have to sit down with ourselves and think. And one of the greatest things you can ever do for yourself is to uh, go spend time with God in prayer. One of the greatest things you can ever do for yourself is to go sit on the porch or go take a walk or go take a drive and spend time alone and turn the radio off, turn the media off, turn the world off and sit down and consider things in your life that have happened today, yesterday and the days prior to you getting where you are. Because every bit of that has made you who you are and is making you who you're gonna be. 
And if that decision, if those mistakes are, and thank God he can work in spite of me, but if those mistakes, and many of them have brought such pain and suffering in our life, and let's not belittle the mistakes that we've made, it's brought pain in our life, it's brought pain in the lives of others, and if those mistakes come with such a weight, God help me not to do the same thing, let's consider the mistakes that are behind us. Are you hearing me this evening? Uh, there are our mistakes that are behind us. We don't want to remember them, but mistakes, failure is one of life's greatest teachers. There's a lot of things I've learned in life and I had to learn it the hard way. My daddy used to tell me, son, you're destined to do it the wrong way, aren't you? You're destined to do it the hard way. You can't learn by listening. I found that there's some things that I've learned by listening, but most of the things that I've learned, I've learned by doing it the hard way. Most of the things I've learned, is anybody bearing witness with me tonight? I've learned it the hard way. But let's not say we've learned it if we keep doing it. We ain't learned, we've just learned to live with it. It would do us good. And, 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 and the Bible said, uh, talks about those uh, weights and the sins that does so easily beset us and, and they're just kind of there and we've learned to live with them and they're a part of our life. But it would be a good thing if at the end of the day you sit down and you think, what did that profit me? What did that get me? What did that temptation that come by yesterday, come by today, and I've surrendered to it every day. What is the benefit? Where has it brought me? What has it done? I mean, sit down with yourself and consider the mistakes that are behind you. Many of you have uh, been married to others before and, and uh, God has uh, been merciful and gracious to you and, and, and you say, preacher, I made a lot of mistakes and yet God has allowed you uh, uh, to be in a home tonight and, and, and to have a home that you love. Uh, but it, and you say, I don't want to remember them things. But it wouldn't hurt you to remember some things that were wrong so you don't do those things with what is now. Some of you have children that are older and they're out and they're grown and, and yet you have children living within your home and, and you have a, it's as, and I don't know that it'll ever be that way because for me, because mine are so close unless there's a surprise coming that I don't know about. But some of you have them in your home, some of you have them out of your home. And you say, preacher, I know I made mistakes back there. I know I didn't do everything right. None of us will be able to stand before the judgment seat of Christ and say, I did it all right. And you say, preacher, I know there's things that are not right. I don't even want to think about them, but it would do you good to sit down and think about those mistakes behind you. Because there's life being lived before you. And you need the wisdom of life lived behind you. Are y'all hearing me tonight? I believe you are. There are our mistakes behind us. There's some young people in here tonight and 
You say, preacher, I've not really lived that long. and don't have a whole lot of life experience, but here's what you do have. You have your life experience. And however long you've been in this world, on this earth, if you've been here seven years or 17 years, that is seven years of 365 days a year of experience. That is time. And it may not be as much as some, but it is enough to be able to sit down and say, in my seven years or my 17 years or my 77 years, I, I have lived enough life to make mistakes. And they're back there. Unfortunately, they don't ever go anywhere. And fortunately, they don't ever go anywhere. Unfortunately, they don't ever go anywhere. They'll be there to haunt you till you leave this world. But fortunately, they don't go anywhere. They'll be there to remind you until you leave this world. There's mistakes that are behind you. Do you see that tonight? Consider that. Make it a practice of your life to sit down and think about the mistakes behind you so that you don't make them same mistakes again and again and again and again. There are people that you wish you could have told them you loved them, and they left. Has anybody ever experienced that? That, that, that there were folks that 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 you that you wanted to tell them by you you wish you had the opportunity, uh, and 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 you and you thought you know I need to go by and see, and then they and they left this world, and 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 you live in that, you live with that. I remember my grandmother when she died. I was 17 and she was bad sick and she had got so bad the hospice had come in. They were coming in during the day and at night the family was staying with her and I'd stay with her some nights and then go to school the next day and all you had to do was sleep in the room and if she needed anything, just be there to help her. And uh, she was 63 years old. She was a preacher's wife, a godly woman, a good woman. She had cancer. I was 17. She was my grandmother and, and, and as far as, and our grandmother, as far as I was concerned, the best woman ever had lived at that point. And I remember uh, that, uh, that occasion, my, my cousin, and we went to school together uh, and uh, I had come by because her and her mom had spent the night at, at my grandparents' house to care for my grandmother. I remember that I, uh, that I come by uh, that morning to pick my cousin up and take her to school with me and we were on our way to school uh, and, and I was running late and I got there and in my heart and my mind I knew you need to go in and, and talk to your grandmother. But I was in a hurry, I was running late and, and so I picked up my cousin and we left and I come home from school that day with all the intentions of going back the next day. That afternoon we were eating supper, my, my dad got the phone call and dropped the phone and, and he began to cry and he told us, he said, your grandmother has died. And, and I, I, listen, I don't dwell on that all the time. I know I'll see her again and she knows I loved her and I know she knows I loved her. Uh, but that is something that every now and then wouldn't hurt you to go down memory lane and be reminded uh, because there are people in your life today that may not be here tomorrow and it wouldn't hurt you uh, to remember those mistakes. When my grandfather got sick, I knew he was sick, and I knew I didn't have long that memory come back of how my grandmother had left. And I drove 
all the way back home and I went to the hospital and I spent all day in the hospital with him and we talked and we fellowshiped and I read my Bible with him and I prayed with him and we hugged and I told him everything. I hoped he was gonna go home but I had a feeling he wasn't. I told him everything I thought of him. I remember looking in there in the hospital I said, I hope you get out of here but if you don't get out of here the way I'm hoping you do, I want you to know you're my hero. I want you to know I love you. I want Oh, you're one of the greatest men that I've ever known. I want you to know I wouldn't be where I am today without you. I want you to know, and I want you to know how much I love you. He cried, I cried. See, experience had told me, if you're gonna do it, you better do it when you can. And what I'm trying to tell you is there are mistakes behind you. Let them be teachers in your life. If you got it wrong in a marriage, if you got it wrong with a child, if you got it wrong with a friend, if you got it wrong in your personal life, don't keep making the same mistake in your next marriage or with your next children or your next decisions or your next job. Let God teach you from what you have already lived through. There are mistakes that are behind us. And not only are there our mistakes, but there's others' mistakes that have already been lived and recorded and they're behind us. You know, I, I thought about uh, Luke chapter number 17. Here's the exhortation, uh, and this is, the, this is the, 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 the sentence. Luke 17, verse 32, Remember Lot's wife. Now, how am I supposed to remember Lot's wife? I didn't know Lot's wife. I wasn't alive when Lot's wife turned back and was turned to a pillar of salt. And yet I'm exhorted in the New Testament to remember Lot's wife. See, I didn't have to be there because I read about it. I didn't have to be there because I heard about it. I didn't have to be there. It didn't have to be my experience that's behind me. There are the experience of others that are behind me. And we are exhorted not only to learn from our past mistakes, but those of others. Don't be so proud. Don't be so opinionated, don't be so headstrong that you can't learn from the opinions or from the mistakes or from the problems of people behind you. There are people behind you. And Lot, you say, that's not a real experience to me, but it was to Lot's wife. She lived it, she went through it. And God said, I want you to remember it. I want you to remember what she did. Why in the world would God want me and you to remember what she did? So we wouldn't do what she did. These things are written for our admonition. These things are written that we might find wisdom. Consider those things that are behind you. Let me ask you a question and move on tonight. How long has it been since you sat down and considered? You know, a lot of us are haunted by past mistakes. I'm not asking you to be haunted by them and, and to try to get, I'm asking you to sit down and be taught by them. How long has it been since you sat down and considered? You know that didn't go well for me the first time I did that. You know that, that, that was not as good as I remember it being. Consider the mistakes that are behind you. I, I, I want you to ask yourself these three questions tonight. 
when talking about the mistakes that are behind you. Number one, what did that cost me? What did that cost me? That light just went out. What did that cost me? My my truck uh, had a, uh, not my new one, my old one. And it was probably time for an upgrade, but, but my truck had a, uh, had a, a water leak. And uh, I, I, I took it to get it fixed, and the guy said, well, you also got a little oil leak. Do you want to fix both at the same time, or do you want to fix just one? I said, well, what's it going to cost me? And when he told me, I said, let's just fix one. Which one's more important? Well, they're both important, but you, you're leaking oil pretty bad. Let's fix that one. I'll keep putting water in the reservoir. And you're supposed to not put water in there because it rusts everything out. But, but, but after a little while, when you keep buying them little jugs of antifreeze and you find out how much that is, you put water in there to, 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 you know, to get by. Uh, and so I did, and that's what, that's what I did. And uh, we, uh, we I, I, well, there goes my light again. Now I've got a strobe light up here. <laughs> go, turn that, go turn that light off before we all have a seizure. People are going to be listening to the recording wondering what in the world is going on. Ah, <laughs> uh, there you go. Uh, I, 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 so I, I got the oil leak fixed. And my next project, I was going to get the water leak fixed. Well, we had that big freeze back in December, January, whenever it was. Had that big freeze. And, 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 and so I knew uh, that uh, I've got water in there and it's going to get cold. So I went and bought antifreeze and I poured it in there filled it up with antifreeze, cranked it up, let it run, and let it run for several minutes. And, and I thought, man, it's cold out here, and I let that thing run, and went in, came back out, came back in, went, uh, went, out, went back out, and I, I turned it off, and, 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 and a little voice in my head, I don't know if it was either my conscience or the Holy Ghost, probably the Holy Ghost said, you need to drive this thing down the road. But it was cold and it was hooked up to a trailer and I, and I didn't want to unhook the trailer and, and I pulled the trailer over there, an enclosed trailer, and put my dogs in it and, and, and put a heater in there for them so they could get in and out of there with a heater and I didn't want to unhook it because I was cold. I let it run I turned it off. Well, you know the story. They just called me uh, said there's no hope for it. It's cracked the block. It's a boat anchor. Uh, unless you want to sell it for parts. I was hoping to get about 10 grand out of that truck. Now it's a boat anchor uh, to set at the bottom where the fish can live. That's not what's going to happen to it, but I'm going to scrap it, I guess. That was a costly mistake. Fortunately for me, I'm not saying I can afford to pay for it, but I'll have to. But it didn't cost me my life. It didn't cost me my children. It didn't cost me my mind. And it didn't cost me my marriage. Help me right there. But it cost me. There are mistakes in your life that could cost you your mind, your marriage, your ministry. And God's been good. You ought to sit down and consider your mistakes. And think, what did that call? What did I have to pay for that for that major mistake? 
What did that mistake cost me? Here's the next question I want you to ask yourself tonight. Not only what did that mistake cost me, but what did that mistake teach me? What did I learn from that mistake? Are you hearing me tonight? Here's the third question I want you to ask yourself. What can God do with that mistake to teach others? Consider those things that are behind you. There are mistakes tonight that are behind you that are worthy of you sitting down and giving consideration to them. I'm not going to preach the other ones tonight. There's, there's four of them. I'm going to let us end with that. But I, I'll give them to you so you can meditate on them. When we talk about the mistakes behind us that we ought to consider, then it brings us to this thought. We ought to consider the mercy behind us. The mercy behind us. It's not just mistakes that are back there, but there's mercies that are back there. <laughs> I got a whole bunch of mistakes behind me that I am exhorted to consider. But when I consider them, God help me to be reminded that there's also mercy back there behind me. Let me give you the verse. Lamentations 3, 22, it is of the Lord's mercies that we're not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. In the book of Nehemiah chapter 9, verse 19, the Levites stood up and declared, uh, yet, uh, 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 yet thou in thy manifold mercies forsookest thou not in the wilderness. Verse 28, and many times didst thou deliver them according Thy mercies. I'll give you the other verses the next time we meet. You come to the piano tonight. Consider the mercies behind you. Consider uh, the memories behind you. Consider the miracles behind you. I'm going to preach all the rest of those. But consider what's behind you. Let's stand tonight. Anybody, I know the answer to this question. Anybody got any mistakes back there? How long has it been since you thought about them? How long has it been since you thought about them in a, in a productive way? Most of our thinking about our mistakes are in a destructive way. How long has it been since you thought about them in a productive way? And not only our mistakes, but the mistakes of others. Preacher, I was brought up in a home, someone may say, we were abused mentally, physically, emotionally. Maybe, maybe this is yours. It's not my testimony, but maybe it's your testimony. Somebody made mistakes that affected you. You say, Preacher, I don't like going there. No, I understand that, but maybe a trip down there every now and then will help you not do that where you live right now. Now, some of you living tonight 
and things out of your control and you can't recognize that you are following those same footsteps. There are people that have made mistakes that have affected you and they are affecting you right now and you can't even realize it's not even registered. You can't recognize that you are headed. Your life's trajectory is headed down the same path. Take a moment tonight and consider those mistakes and what you've had to pay because of the mistakes of others and know that there will come a day beyond you that others will have to pay for the mistakes that you're paying for today. And if you take a little while and consider that, God just might. He's willing, I know He's able but it just might bring up some things in your life that you can see for yourself. And when you do, you can learn from your mistakes. I'm done preaching. I hope that was a help tonight. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, help us now in the invitation. In Jesus' name, amen.